0: Welcome back to another fantastic. I'm gonna call it right here before we even talk about what we're gonna talk about. Another fantastic episode of the random show. Random, random.
1: show. It's Friday on the random show. Wait, are Come you back. supposed to
0: be are you supposed to be doing a hangout Wednesday WordPress thing?
1: WordPress hangout. Wait, what do I call it? WordPress Friday hangout. <laughs> How's that going? It's fun. I've been using Twitter spaces, which is clearly a different um you know, a different way to get get your media out there, I guess, get your, your voice heard. Um, but basically just firing up a Twitter space at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays and just to talk WordPress, see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's it's fun. I kind of like the aspect, like what we're doing here is what, you know, the traditional record a podcast, release it when you're done. Maybe you edit it, clean it up. Maybe you don't. We don't really do that here, do we, Matt? We like to just let it flow and see what happens. But the, the cool thing about Twitter spaces is it's, you know, unless you're really hooking into some other systems and getting fancy, it's real time and it's not recorded. So you're either there or you miss it, which I think is takes a little bit of the pressure off, you know, especially yeah. when you're trying to get other people engaged. It's like, Hey, we're not recording this. Like, even if mm-hmm. you say something, something silly or wrong, like it's just going to be out, you know, here and here and gone. So it's different. I know it's not for everybody. Like, I know you're a big fan of, uh, you know, uh, recording this format, <laughs> keeping yeah. things um, out there for, you know, the long longer term, but uh, it's just a different way of doing it. So I've been playing around with it. has been fun. I have should done know any Twitter spaces or
0: I should, I mean, I've done it before <clears throat> and um, I just was so much going on at my day job. That's I have a little time to experiment though. That is actually yeah. part of my job is to experiment in audio places. Um, have they supported
1: microphones yet? the interesting thing about an audio chat room is you need to support microphones. So that is the uh, experience is still a little clunky because it's, it's mobile first, right? So it was released on mobile. Um, and you can, they later released desktop support, meaning you can log in on your browser and your desktop, but all you can do on desktop support is listen. Um, so I think you can interact with emojis and stuff, but you cannot join the audio feed. You can't talk and you cannot start, um, spaces, from desktop because again, it doesn't support the mic or whatever. So, um, which is kind of clunky. So like we have these nice setups, you got a nice mic. I got a nice mic. A- unless I'm trying to figure out how to route that into my phone, which I'm not going to do. Like, you know, I'm literally just holding my phone up and talking to my phone. So the audio is not, you know, the quality that you maybe would want, but you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the appeal that it is less polished and it is less technical and it's less, You know, let's get professional and more. Let's just hop in here and start talking. Like it's such a newer thing. Um, You know, Clubhouse was kind of the originator of this, right? Like Clubhouse took off, really took off last year. Everyone's kind of home.
0: 750,000
1: Clubhouse rooms is what they say as, as the most recent count. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I don't even hear much about Clubhouse anymore. Do you? Like, it was all over the place for a couple months. And then everyone started copying Facebook, Twitter. Like, everybody started coming out with their own thing. And now I just don't hear about it. I don't know if um, people are... It could just be the circles I run in, but I just don't... I'm not seeing much on on social about Clubhouse anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, Clubhouse, this is not going to be a good... Well, I got a better comparison that just popped into my head. I guess Clubhouse is much more of the Squarespace solution, whereas, Mm -hmm. eh, dare I say, like Twitter spaces might be the WordPress side of it. I mean, traditional podcasting is probably a better comparison to WordPress uh, just because of the complexities of it. Number one, like I feel like Twitter should... So I, I haven't looked at this in like six months and I have one of the videos that I have to do for Castos is how to show people how to record um a podcast on like an iPad or an iPhone and there's a a couple of like really nice like recording apps and you can use a microphone as long as your microphone plugs into a USB and you have a USB hub that plugs into your iPad and or iPhone um and you can use a you know a great microphone to 100 bucks 200 bucks whatever it is to record great audio uh but last I checked Twitter doesn't make the connection to that microphone still hmm. now that was a couple months ago Maybe they changed it. If anything, I think that, I mean, two killer reasons is one is better audio quality. Number one, that's what mm-hmm. I want. And number right. two, like, I don't like having to hold my phone up. Like, I yeah. just want to talk into my microphone. And it's just so much easier. Even if you had a headset, um, yeah, I guess it's okay. But there's blue, like, you know. The audio quality from Bluetooth
1: yeah, is I mean, terrible. I, it, and, then, and that's the biggest drawback for me is the phone requirement because I'm the same way. Like when I'm on my phone, I'm generally like pacing around. I just pace, right? And Because I don't right. do phone calls often. I'm usually at my computer. If I'm doing calls, trust I'm using I anybody who Zoom. calls my phone. Yeah, I'm not. I'm <laughs> doing calls on my computer, right? I'm using Zoom. I'm right. using whatever else. Like that's where I do my calls. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Like he said, I'm at my desk. I got my mic. I got multiple screens. I can kind of have my command center here while I'm running a podcast or call. And you you kind of lose that because you're you got your phone um, that needs to be nearby whether you're on AirPods or whatever but uh, it just feels like a disconnect from you know, a more powerful setup that I think could probably you know lend to a better Twitter space but it's newer it's you know I I know they're kind of just rolling it out kicking the tires a little bit and um but it's it's kind of fun I, I I'm sure desktop support's coming and um it's interesting to pop in and out of like all sorts of different kind of uh, spaces and see what's out there. Like even on Clubhouse, I was in a, like a space at one point with like MC Hammer, you know, <laughs> talking about NFTs and stuff. And it was just, like <laughs> that's it's just kind of cool, you, that's right? That's what you like, know
0: you have. <laughs> yeah. And
1: one, one, I was in there with like Justin Bieber and stuff. Like I'm not sitting there talking to Justin Bieber, but just the fact that, you know, <clears> some <throat> of these celebrities are, are bigger, obviously profile people out there in the space are, it's, it's, it makes it more accessible more than just, Hey, they responded to my tweet or liked my tweet, which is pretty cool. When somebody does that, that you really respect. Um, but imagine like you're running a Twitter space and like MC hammer pops in, <laughs> you know, or I think Justin Bieber, he was doing his own thing. Cause he doesn't need to pop in and out, but, um, it's cool. You know, it's just another, another medium of, of getting your voice out there and having conversations and, um, you know, it's fun. Twitter we'll see how is it goes.
0: Twitter's in an interesting space. I mean, I know in our last episode, we we'll probably talk a little bit about today too. Um, NFTs, crypto, stuff like that. But they, when you and I chatted about Podcast 2.0 and the crypto payments, they there was a post out. Uh, if we were professional, we used to do this. We used to have articles uh, in front of us, but uh, they are supposed to have uh, micropayments through the Lightning Network, like we talked about last time, uh, for cryptocurrency, um, receiving basically payments in in Bitcoin or a form of Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. if Twitter does that, that is pretty amazing in my book. Yeah, because or even like a
1: tipping, like a hey, this is good content. Yeah. Let me let me tip you. Like they already you know, do the thing where a you can dollar. sell.
0: They they already do the thing where you can sell tickets to the Twitter Spaces, which is. An interesting concept, but you probably mm-hmm. have to be verified or qualified in order to do that.
1: Like, yeah, um, there's certain thresholds. They're definitely trying to figure out like, is there a monetization strategy for uh, the creators? Also, would you know trickle into Twitter? I'm sure they're gonna take a, a little percentage of that too. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's coming, right? Like, it's really that web three stuff. Um, you know, you talked about the podcasting stuff, I think, on the last show, but just the idea of like web 3.0 is like it, it's more about, less about getting the users and then figuring out how to monetize, you know, which has always been kind of the way of the the, the startup, the social network, like get the users. Don't worry about making money, just get the users. If you get the users, you'll make it. Um, and now it's getting flipped and it's like, hey, now we can hook into some of these things where the people producing the content, you know, on my site, which is a traditional web 2.0 thing, you know, Matt's making content on my site, but now Matt can actually, you know, uh, prosper from that. And can actually make money if his, and the more popular his content is, the more obviously the more money that he and the platform can make. So, right, um, it, it is a game changer because whatever platform really cracks that nut, um, all of the influencers, quote unquote, or everybody's going to flock to it because they know there is a massive amount of you know money to be made in that space. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love it too, because it's not just the big career. It's, you know, it's not just the people that have millions and millions of viewers. Like even, even Matt over here that has like two people. Li- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> even like someone who's just starting out. Like if somebody really wants to support them, you could, you could tip them, you could send them some money or, or whatever, in very easy ways, even if they don't have a massive audience. And that could have a, even just making a couple bucks doing something that's a hobby could really, um, that could be the fuel that really kickstart that drive to make it you know, to make it bigger and better and maybe turn it into a career or be more of a professional around it. So the, the future is uh, a future is bright for creators and it's the, the space is changing rapidly. So, um, who knows where we'll be in just a few years in that space?
0: Buymeacoffee.com me slash Matt Report if you want to support my efforts as a podcaster. Uh, Speaking enjoying, of joining Matt and join the great community, <laughs> Buymeacoffee.com slash Matt Report. Uh, we'll talk about
1: that. It goes stuff a later. long way though, right? Because like you're yeah. you're out there, you're putting out a ton of content. People learn from you, they get a lot of value from you. Like, you know, smashing a like button, smashing a subscribe button, great. Like that's helpful. But yeah. what's more helpful, you know, throw So a what, do you, what do you think it's gonna
0: take? <laughs> do you think it's gonna take somebody like a Twitter to to push this, because you've been involved a lot in NFTs in, in now, and of course, crypto's early on, crypto stuff early on. Do you think it's going to take Twitter or a bank, a big recognized easier. bank, yeah. to, to, to really I push mean, this over the fence for everyday adoption? You know, like for
1: everybody to get, you know, to get on this yeah. train. It, there's like two schools of thought, right? Because there's always the startup, like look at Clubhouse, right? It just—I I don't know exactly when it started, but it really exploded last year. Um, and it, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, it was a new kind of style of interacting, right? So they kind of came up with this new idea. Everybody loved it. Clearly, it took off. Timing was obviously pretty good considering everybody was at home. Most people were at home. Um, but at what, I, what it always comes back to for me is it's very hard when you're a new startup to compete with established um, networks, mainly because people already have their community. They already have their followers, right? And that's why I think a lot of people jump ship from Clubhouse to Twitter because, great, Nobody knows me on Clubhouse. I have nothing over there, right? But on Twitter, I have 16,000, 17,000 followers. So if I'm doing Twitter spaces, I'm going to get way more engagement um, than if I'm over on Clubhouse. Even if I'm just tweeting out Clubhouse stuff, like it's not going to get as much engagement of, of actually just doing it on the platform where my followers are at, right? So it doesn't mean a startup can't win or can't do great. Uh, but when you know Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they're famous for that, right? They copy other people's interesting ideas. Think of stories. Like everybody has freaking stories now. Well, Twitter tried it and got rid of it because it was stupid. But, you know, like, and then if you already have the audience, then why would I want to jump ship to a new platform when I can just use stories over here on Instagram? Right. Like, that's why I kind of got away from Snapchat. Cause I'm like, I don't have any friends on Snapchat. I literally am sending snaps to like three people, you know. So I started doing stories on Facebook or I'm sorry, on Instagram, because I have, you know, a few I have all of my friends on Instagram, you know. So. um. But yeah, I I think it is going to take probably a larger platform to justify it in a sense, and then there's going to be a lot, of, and then I think it's going to you're going to see it really replicate, like because there's a ton of money to be made for creators, and that in any time a platform can make money for its users, that platform is also going to benefit um, yeah. significantly, right? Well, so, as
0: long as they don't go the route of uh, of a YouTube where you know there was a, a bigger revenue share for creators, and it sh- slowly shrunk over time and and became more you know, difficult and, um,
1: well, once they got the users, then why, you know, yeah, once, you, once I mean, you got, everybody uh, over there, and you yeah, dominate, then maybe I, they can I, start reeling it back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not a good, it's not a, I don't know. It's not good for karma, I guess, but no, um, you know, the problem is these companies, a lot of them are public, um, you know, and they have shareholders and they have people have to answer to. So they always have to, you know, these, especially public companies and funded companies, there's never a finish line. Yeah. You know, you have to keep growing and have to keep making money. Um, or you're gonna have a problem. You know, the so deeper, they're always trying to innovate.
0: The deeper conversation, you know, especially around and we'll kind of transition into NFTs because uh,
1: I have a lot I to I feel like you have questions. I feel like I you want to questions get into I have NFTs. I have
0: concerns.
1: Um, but you we know need when you're mad look, at NFT.
0: <laughs> when you look at, you know, when people come to me when they say, how, how do I I'm on Apple, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google, how are people finding me on these podcast directories? And it's and they kind of like look at me, you know, these are people who are brand new to podcasting. They, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the people who want to get into it for the, I hate to say the word celebrity side of it, but, you know, they see people making money with podcasting, like, how can I do this too? It's a fair, it's a fair question to ask. Yeah. Um, but they look at me like, why isn't, why can't I get found on Apple? Why isn't Apple, how do I raise in the rankings of Apple? And it's like, no, we all have to stop thinking about, how Apple is going to help you, or how Google is going to—they're not, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless you already are a celebrity with large audiences, they're—they're they're not going to touch you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you just think about the sheer scale uh, of how many creators there are out there. So yeah, it's a tough job. But two, like they look at it from the marketing side of it, so or the buzz and the and the the ad dollars of it, really. And it's why it's so important to just freaking keep. A website and a brand and an email list, and don't rely on just the platform because the platform is never going to do it, help you. That is, I mean, Twitch mm-hmm. is a great example, right? I mean, t- Twitch, SEO, like if you're a young person just starting out, everyone's like into the gaming and streaming and making money. Think about it. Like you start that at a very early age, and unless you If you don't have somebody savvy enough to tell you how to like grow a brand and grow a business, you just go all in on Twitch or YouTube live or YouTube gaming and you just invest yourself in that whole ecosystem. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, there's no website, there's no search, there's no email list. You're just there, man. And you're just locked in because you're you're like, hey, they're giving me money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Your your online profile and who you are is essentially (laughs) that. Twitch, your Twitch stream, and you're going to, and then guess what? You're going to link out to Twitter and you're going to link out to Instagram, you know, and you're right. None of them really have websites. They all have profiles on networks or, you know, social areas. So, um, but you know, I guess to, to play devil's advocate a little bit, is it necessary? Like is the, is the idea of you always have to have your own home base. I'm not saying you shouldn't kind of own your content in some sense, but is the idea you need a home base and you need a website like is are we, are you and I holding on to like this notion, this old dosha of if you're in the online world, you have to have a website, you have to have your own space. Like, is that, a, is, are we getting past? Like, is that thought process dead? Is it not really necessary to have your own site for stuff like that? I mean, I, you know, uh, you're, I'm asking the wrong person. I you're know. asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something because to think yeah, about I though, mean, because, we, you know, the younger generation, millennials and even younger, they're, they grew up with the internet. Like right. that's all they know and we didn't like it became introduced to us you know in our teens you were essentially right early yeah. teens or mid teens is when we started like understanding oh this new thing is interesting and fun yeah. um so our perspectives are all very different but we're also creators and we want to make sure our content lasts forever in a sense yeah. unless you're using Twitter spaces or something right but you want to make sure your the content we're putting out there is going to be there for a long time so i mean i fully understand your point i just like to i always like to think maybe it's like that meme of the the principal from Simpsons. Like, are the kids wrong? Like, no, no. Or, or am I wrong? Like, no, no, no. The kids are definitely wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. says So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the a- answer to that question that I would say. But uh, it, it'll all come down to there'll be a certain point where you hope that anybody who's like really making it in, in content creation starts to realize that the network isn't there, the platform or the network is not there for me. I have to, I have to do something
1: right. And yeah, I have and- to stake my claim somewhere. Yeah. And, and and I think the hard lesson at some point we all learn is this, you're going to get burned at some point. There's going to be some system you use, some network you use, goes under, gets killed off by the parent company, whatever. Um, and then you're scrambling to figure out how to get your stuff out of there, right? Like you and I've been down that road a few times, I'm sure. I, rem- I don't know if you remember the startup Quick Q-I-K. It was like one of the first, probably the first, at least the one first that really took off, like live streaming app for phones. And this is back when like Blackberries were still very popular. And like, I think I had a Blackjack 2 or something, Samsung. Like I don't even know if I don't. iPhones were out, but they were still just a few years into it. Uh, so you could live stream like, you know, you could live stream out and about, which is crazy, like on 3G or whatever at the time. Uh, but then they went under and they're like, Hey, get all your videos off of there. And I'm like, man, I don't even know what I got on there. And I look, and it's like these old videos, it's mostly garbage. But I'm like, it's captures a a, a small moment in my life that, um, was interesting. And those were the only videos I had from it. So I saved them all down and you know, I only had a few, but you know, you can imagine if you really invested a lot of time on something like that flicker, I mean, flicker started switching things around, you had to get your stuff out of there. And there's so many examples of that where it's like, you know, people lose stuff. And then once you get burned, um, with something really important that you lost on someone else's platform, I think your eyes open up a little bit to to the to the idea of really controlling your own content. Hey, speaking of getting burned, let's talk NFTs. So, <laughs> what NFT is Matt gonna buy today? We should do a live stream someday and just go shopping. And I'll walk so, you through. We'll buy something.
0: Uh, you'll be happy to know that I purchased my first NFT yesterday. Stop it.
1: Stop it. I cannot wait to hear what it is.
0: <laughs> okay. So, but first let, let me just take a step back. So I've been I mean hearing it from you. My brother's in this space a lot. Um he doesn't he still talks about traditional financing, so stocks and stuff like that. And that's prime that's his primary business. So you know he's a little bit more reserved on on the NFT side. He's strong into like crypto and and Bitcoin and all that stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. so you know, listening, talking to him, talking to you and and Lisa, and just like you know, observing the the nonstop NFT craze that I see. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to dive into an experience of what and these NFTs are like and what these communities are like, I'm going to look at what Gary V is doing because from the sidelines, from the fifty thousand foot view, I'm like how I conceptualize this is an NFT is only going to be valuable as much as the community pumps it and the developers and or celebrity person is behind this NFT, right? If, yeah, there could be early days you hop onto somebody who's, you know, sort of in that skyrocket. But to me, that's like, I don't have freaking time to find some, you know, up and coming, you know, artist or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure there's, there's methods to it. So I dive into Gary V's Discord server with I think at the time was fifteen thousand people. This was last week. I think I was d- sending you and Lisa messages, and he's giving away a V friend. Now a V friend for those who are just listening is his form of NFT. Mm-hmm. If you look on OpenSea, which is uh, I guess a search direct, you know what I call a search directory for NFTs that you can purchase, almost an eBay of NFTs. Um, his floor, the minimum price that you can buy a V friend, at least last I checked, was I think fifteen or seventeen ETH, Ugh, which is seventeen, <laughs> t- which is like seventeen times whatever the price of crypto. Uh, about ETH thirty five hundred. So you can do the math. That's yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of money. It's like fifty G's, right? And I'm just kicking myself for not buying into it, you know, early days like everyone else. But anyway, I'm in there, and he's like, I'm giving away. A V friend at whatever it was eight o'clock Eastern, dude. The chat room is mental. It is just like
1: flying by. Being
0: yeah. at like a Patriots game playoff, freaking second yard line going for the win. The place is rumbling. Yeah, and I'm just looking at this like this is absolute madness and he has him he's trying to like tell people to stop talking because he's trying to like get this thing going then he's telling like then people are like tweet he's like if i'm gonna make a tweet and then people just start going nuts on twitter and he's like you're not even tweeting the right things like it was just (laughs) chaos so i take a step
1: back somebody else wins right i Uh, I tweeted out i was hoping you would win i thought that was the end of the story like he just landed a fifty thousand dollar nft no
0: i (laughs) would immediately sold it and Put it down on my house. <laughs> um, the, uh, so anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm out of that. So whatever it was. And I, I start to absorb it. I start to see how this stuff plays out. Then uh, two days ago, he does a collab. I don't know what the, I call it a collab. I don't know what the official yeah. NFT space calls it. He does a collab with, um, oh man, now I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have it in front of me. Something Dino's. Dapper Dinos. This is the name of this NFT. Dapper Dinos. So he does an airdrop to anyone that had a pre-minted Dapper Dino. If these words that are coming out of my mouth are confusing to you, they're confusing to me as well. But he (laughs) basically gives away an accessory to anyone, to 500 people who have already pre-minted a Dapper Dino, and these are VIP people of the, the Dapper Dino project, insiders, they got in early, whatever. So he, tweet, he he posts that in Discord. And they're like, hey, Dapper Dinos is opening up today at 1 p.m. on OpenSea for those of you who have not pre-minted in general public availability. So I'm like, okay, let me look at this project because if it's a collab with, with Gary, again, I'm just following the, the, the herd. Let's just see what happens. So I hop over to that Discord. That the Discord numbers, the people start, the numbers start going crazy. People start joining everyone and all it is is what's the all you see people typing? What's the floor? What's the floor? What's the floor? What's the floor? What's the gas price? What's the gas? What's the floor? What's the gas price? And then you have all of these people who have already been in the Dapper Dino community, right? Going If you're just in here for the money, get the hell out. I'm sure they're not happy. (laughs) And then it's just an explosion of humans, those who want to make money, those who believe in the project, right? Get off my lawn is starting Mm -hmm. to happen. So I'm just sitting back. I'm like, this is wild. This is volatile. So they go, okay, 1 p.m. is coming. It's like an hour out. And I get a DM. I'm not. i paying attention. I'm not like focused on. I get a DM. It's like Dapper Dinos exclusive. Hey, your NFT is ready. Come over to OpenSea. So then I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't believe anything that anybody sends me, right? So <laughs> then I see in the chat, there's a uh, you know, there's mass bots going on trying to scam everybody. They flood the market with like a with like a fake at the same time before the one PM. They halt the the open general public availability. They tell people to then they're not opening up the thing they're not opening up the uh uh the, the sale the place is rumbling again the people are just there's just scrolls of text well what are we launching at what are we launching at what's the floor and then the admins are like we're not launching don't buy anything <laughs> 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 then they're like fill out this form and we'll whitelist you with your wallet id and if you're here you send us eth to our wallet and then we'll send you the mi- and, and they it was absolute chaos it just showed me how volatile the market is and i'm like i this is this is freaking nuts well then my good friend paulo launched an nft and i bought it (laughs) 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 because i know him because i know him he's an artist it was 50 bucks i was like i'll support you man i'll support like
1: the way you ended that is how people should start in my opinion, because you dove in to like the shark tank, right? You dove into Gary V's NFT, you know, asylum. And obviously he, everything he touches does well. And he has a massive following for good reason, but like you started at the extreme, right? You went into like the most, like the hottest, like clearly like a very hot drop, a hot thing going on. It, those things are nuts, man. But like to your point about like, you know, Finding artists, maybe people you know, people you support. Like that's that's where I started, you know. And it wasn't that I necessarily knew artists, but I was collecting from, you know, people that nobody knew. I didn't know, no, you know, they didn't have followings or, or they had a little following, but they weren't huge. And you just kinda collect based on things that catch your eye and uh things that are interesting, and then you start to, you know, realize, oh, this person's gonna keep producing these things, the prices are going up, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I want to keep collecting, but I feel like most people that think about NFTs or hear about NFTs, they hear that extreme side of millions of dollars and you got to spend, you know, hundreds of thousands to get anywhere in this, you know, in the NFT space. And it's just not true at all. Like that's what you hear because that's what the Gary Vee and the, you know, MC Hammer is big in NFTs. Paris Hilton's huge in NFTs. Like um, the uh, Lincoln Park, the 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 lead singer, Lincoln Park um, is huge in NFTs. You know, he has a, a he has a, a stream on Twitch where he just talks about NFTs and crypto and things he's collecting. Like so, um, those are always going to be extreme, and those are going to be the big money um, items because of who's pushing them. But there's a massive world of NFTs, so you can really get involved from pennies. You know, you can start collecting all the way up to millions of dollars if you want. You know, yeah. sky's the limit. <laughs> so uh, I would definitely tell people don't get too discouraged if if you run into situations like that, but start small. Don't dive in head first in the Gary V's you know crazy NFT world. Which I mean, I did a little bit too, because he had, he's a, he's a, obviously a pretty smart guy. I would say he seems, uh, seems to know how to make some money (laughs) and he, he writes books, right? So he has a new book coming out, um, and being the smart guy that Gary is with his book coming out and being in the NFT space, he basically said, Hey, if you buy 12 copies of my book, 12 copies, um, and you submit the receipt with your wallet, when my book comes out, I'm going to drop everybody. You'll get one NFT for every 12 that you buy. I don't think there was a limit, right? It just goes bananas. Everyone starts tweeting it, posting screenshots. You know, I, I got sucked up in it. I bought 12 copies. Like, there's going to be a box showing up at some point. I'm going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> I open it up like, We're gonna be giving oh, yeah, away 12 on copies show. <laughs> of this book. I don't even know what I'm getting. And I spent like 300 some dollars on it. For what? I have no idea, you know? So it is a little bit crazy, but um, we'll <laughs> see. Like, I don't know yet because the book's not out. And I don't know what the NFT is going to be, but... um. You know, if people are getting creative, so it is a fun space, but it's, you do have to be safe. I'm glad you pointed that out too, because there's yeah. so much going on. There's so much money there. Anytime there's a lot of money, uh, um, there's going to be a lot of scammers. So you got to be careful out there. Yeah. Um, what, but, do you
0: know anything yeah. about, so for people who are listening to this, uh, and, and even myself, so one of the things I saw them saying, and, and I've heard my brother talk about this and maybe even you as well, uh. So the gas fee, almost we we would refer to that as like a tax, right? Where you want to buy this thing, it has to be generated. Electricity has to fire off. Computational things happen, and this is what is known as a gas fee and or yeah, tax. It's, in it's my a, eyes, it's a transaction. I saw some people feed, say right? that.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: I see. I saw some people say that, especially in that Dapper Dinos group, when everybody was just jumping in. Saying that you could lose that, there's a chance you could lose that, and you you won't mint, uh, you won't mint your or process or create your NFT. Uh, there's a chance you can lose that. Why is that? Because the technology is just there's not enough bandwidth, literally, like not enough computational power, and because this is all kind of like new stuff, like you could actually lose yeah, that I mean, transaction.
1: You can. Um, so gas in the Ethereum blockchain. It's referred to as gas. Probably other blockchains call it something similar. Um, but gas is essentially like a transactional fee based on the, the the load of the network, right? So the more stuff going on, um, the higher the gas. Because there's more things that need to be processed within the Ethereum blockchain network, right? They get all these computers, these miners, and these computers that are basically um, any transaction that goes through, when you submit it on a blockchain, it needs to be verified, Right. So you can submit the transaction, whatever it is, Ethereum, whatever blockchain. Somebody has to verify that, yep, that's legit. Like Matt has or Brad has this NFT to sell and he sold it to Matt and Matt has that money and he gave that money, you know, to Brad. And essentially it goes out into the, into the, uh, into the, you know, whatever. The, the world and uh, into the blockchain. And then all of these uh, computers, essentially miners and others can validate that, right? And hit it and say, yep, that looks good to me, check. And after so many people, you know, give it the green light, after so many machines give it the green light, it gets approved and it's officially, the transaction is officially successful. Uh, there are times like the gas fee can fluctuate. And when you go to buy something, it generally tries to like OpenSea tries to, tries to calculate how much gas you should spend. Because you can actually fluctuate. You can say, you know what? I'm going to spend more money because I want to make sure my transaction goes through. Or I want it to go through faster. If you're trying to, maybe there's a drop, like you said, Gary V drops something. that's only a, hundred, a thousand copies. You spend more on gas, your transaction moves up to the top of the line, you yeah. know? Um, but OpenSea is going to try to calculate basically what you need to get that transaction through. But it doesn't mean it's always going to go through. So sometimes you might go and like you didn't have enough gas, Those those all of those thousand editions sold out you know, because everybody's pumping up their gas to go higher on the list than you. And you, you're at 1,001, you didn't get it, you know, and guess what? You don't get the gas feedback. So, um, that is definitely a downside. Um, and especially when Ethereum is, you know, so high right now, which is good. Like it's valued high, but yeah, you could you could spend fifty bucks, sixty, hundred dollars on gas and actually not get it. So that's why I tell people you really need to have a, a general sense of what you're doing. Yeah. You're only usually gonna run into those problems on like drops when things are going really, really fast, right? Like when you're trying to buy something before it sells out. That's generally when you have problems like that. If you're just buying like some random NFT that you found and chances are maybe other people are looking at, it, maybe not, like you're probably you're not really gonna run into that problem. It's really yeah. when it's a Gary V drop or a big drop, and everyone's trying to scoop things up before they, um, you know, before they're gone. But it's again, you got to look into it. I mean, even that Gary V thing with the books, I saw some, you know, younger kid because he mentioned the fact he, I think he's in college, and I hope Gary like saw that and kind of called out, "Don't do that." But basically, this kid said, "Look, I'm so um, invested in Gary, and I'm so um, confident that whatever this book NFT is that he's going to give people is going to be worth money." This kid opened up a credit card. And bought like, I think he said like 144 copies or something on the credit card fully. And basically broke down how, well, I'm only paying five or 6% or 8%, whatever it was. So by the time that comes out, I can sell it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm going to get this many copies. And I'm just like, oh man, that is not what you should be doing in this space. Like my number one advice in NFTs, it's an investment, right? Yeah, you can collect the art and stuff, but only use money that you can lose, right? Because it is an investment. You might lose it. It's cool if you buy a piece of art and you love that art and you never plan on selling it because you love that art and you want it. That's awesome. Um, but you've just bought that, right? So don't expect to get that money back if you're going to keep it. But I always tell people, don't, you know, t- certainly don't put things on credit like that. That's crazy. Right. Right yeah. now. So you got to be careful, right? Like the only thing that I'm watching.
0: Wa- yeah. And the, and the thing that I'm that I'm watching and again, like I'm still early days. You're you're way further ahead than I am. But this uh, these generative NFTs, right? There's like interest there. I think that's the right term is generative, where they they turn into things over time, <laughs> or like things get added to it over time. Like that's an interesting thing to me because it's. I mean, it's kind of kind of interesting interesting to me because it's like. You know, the way I see it with these dapper dinos is, you know, it starts out as an egg and then it's like, hey, the egg hatches. And that's like, so you're already in a lottery to try to buy this egg. And then you're in a, and then there's like a, another lottery. It's like, oh what am I going to get when this egg hatches? Right. So it's Mm -hmm. very, it's very gamblish. And it's like, you know, like when I was opening up baseball cards or magic cards back in the day, it's just like, it's that feeling. Yeah. Right. Um, So that's a cool, it's a cool thing, but you have to be careful because like that cool thing sucks you in in that gambling kind of sense. What I like about what Gary's doing, and again, I don't even know how much this plays out, but he has, there's utility with his NFT. So Mm -hmm. you buy the NFT and then you then get access to uh, VCon, which is happening, I think, early next year. So you can only come if you have that NFT right or a certain level of nfts and right, then i right. guess when you're there you get access to things. so yeah i mean in a dystopian world that sounds terrible <laughs> like <laughs> you know i, I have this 100,000 dollar nft so i'm going to go through this door you only have a 30,000 dollar yep. nft you're going to go through that yep. door that's like you know I, but yeah that's
1: the utility that's, of an nft is what is interesting to me and that's what's really cranking up the value on some of these so like generative nfts many people probably heard like these what you're seeing a lot of are people, you know, groups mimicking kind of what CryptoPunks have done and what Board Ape Yacht Club um, has done, which I guess people call that BAYC. I just found out, I know the acronym is B-A-Y-C, but you actually pronounce it C. the more you know, right? Um, but so you're seeing a lot of these collections come out, right? Generative essentially usually means there's going to be a number of different traits that it could have, maybe a different hat, you know, 50 different hats that could be, Um, that, that the, you know, person could be wearing a different shirt, different, maybe it's smoking, maybe it's got sunglasses, whatever. And when you mint it, um, you essentially, like you said, you're, you don't know what you're getting because you're getting it like pre reveal. Um, so you're basically, you know, putting your faith in the project and the artists and the people behind it to say, you know, I don't even know what this thing's going to look like. Um, but I'm confident in this group and I'm willing to take the gamble. And that part is a little fun because I did it uh, recently with the savage droids, drop I picked up two um and then they didn't get revealed for two days and I'm just like like it was I I couldn't wait for Friday to come because I was like I can't wait to see because you might get like some rare one that's worth you know five figures literally the day it, it reveals or you might get one that's more common like you said it's like baseball cards you don't know you know until you open the pack of cards you don't know what you're going to get that part is fun um the utility <laughs> stuff I think that's what's really the the Uh, In roadmaps, like that's what's really making different projects stand out because before you could just drop, you know, here's 10,000 individually created, you know, uh, whatever people, aliens, dogs, whatever, um, which is great. But now people are like, okay, everybody's doing that. Why is yours different? Right. What's the utility behind it? What's like the roadmap? Where does it go from here? Are you just dropping it and walking away? Or is there going to be like different stages? Um, And that's what's driving up the cost because I think people realize it's more than just give me the image. Great, that's valuable. But now that everybody's doing it, what's different? Well, yeah, the utility. Like Board Eight Yacht Club is really kind of sitting at number two under crypto pumps and, and, and crypto punks in terms of um, value and stuff. I think the the floor when you say floor, in case people don't know, that means like the cheapest one you could get. Like, what's the cheapest one I could buy right now? And the floor for Board Eight Yacht Club is like a hundred thousand dollars, right? You know, for the cheapest. So. um, that's a ton of money, but I could see a world, you know, back when we're allowed to get together and be safe where, yeah, you, hey, you're a board ape. Like you get exclusive access into this club because the owner's in the board ape and he, yeah. anybody that comes yeah. in gets a free drink or something, or you get a sit in the VIP area, or there's a, it's a private party only for apes. You know, I can a hundred percent see that Gary yeah. v, like you said, you want to come to my conference? You want to come to my event? You got to get one of these. That's how exclusive it is. You know, you got to have one of these things. So. You know um, there, we're gonna there's, see more and more of that, especially as things start to open up, because we're not even really getting into that side of it yet, because everything's still you know well not all, but you know a little bit locked down,
0: and the technology's still all over the place, right? So like
1: it's yesterday so new. I bought,
0: I don't even know, dude, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know what the name, how you even pronounce this site. the The logo looks like hen, but it's high. Oh, H-
1: H- Nunk. Yeah. Yeah. H- Nunk.
0: Yeah. Whatever. I say hen because that's what it looks like. That's what the I logo say hen, hen too,
1: like. because that's like the abbreviated H E N. So hen yeah. is easier, but hick it's actually a saying and it's more popular, I think over in the UK and Europe, which I, cause I wasn't <clears> familiar <throat> with that word either. And it means here and now it's Latin okay. here and now. So
0: my buddy uh, used to work for me when I was running the studio day to day. I think you've tweeted back and forth them online. Paulo kind of uh, used to be a really, he's actually a black belt jujitsu Um or many ranks into black belt jujitsu. He's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, pretty good at it and, uh, competed at all kinds of levels. Anyway, worked for me at the studio. Uh, I've known him for, you know, many years. So, and I've seen him in the game a lot. And, um, I was like, screw it. I'll, I'll finally get in. Like after my experience at, you know, the, the, cocaine factory that is uh the, the Gary v discord along with the Daphne <laughs> dinos uh got off that speed train and got, got into something a little bit more normal um and you know i did what you told me last time i set up a temple wallet because it yeah. this particular collection that that he was selling on hen uh you had to buy it with 10, 10 tezos tezos and um the process was pretty easy. Setting up the wallet was pretty easy. Temple wallet. Um I have a Temple and a stupid uh MetaMask one. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I love bought it. I bought I bought my Tezos on on Coinbase and uh, it was easy. Yeah, you know, log into yeah. Coinbase, buy it, and then you take the QR code, paste it in to your wallet and it shoots it over. You know, it says it would t- take up to 30 minutes, but it was like a minute and my mm-hmm. stuff was funded. And, uh, you know, you have the add on in your browser, uh, my brave browser. And I, you know, bought it right on the, right on the thing, um, right on the website. So
1: So you're, so the, just so it's clear, you're, so HIN is running, is, is a website and it interacts with the Tezos, um, Tezos is a cryptocurrency. So it interacts with the Tezos blockchain for those NFTs, whereas OpenSea and Rarible, and those are all in the Ethereum blockchain. I love tezos because that's what got me into nfts primarily because of the cost ethereum is expensive tezos are way cheaper and they're actually way cleaner and they're they're way quicker too so uh, i think right now they're around six or seven dollars for one tezos tezos um, 634
0: i'm looking at my coinbase when i
1: started it was like three and that wasn't three dollars and that wasn't that long ago so it's going up pretty quickly um but way lower buried entry. Like you said, it's, it's, the setup's the same. You go to Coinbase, you buy your Tezos, just like you would buy your Ethereum. You transfer it to Temple wallet because it's a Tezos wallet. And then you interact with things like Hen to buy things. And then you own those in your Tezos blockchain. So, but the, we talked about gas fees earlier. Tezos has a similar thing, um, but it's literally pennies. You pay, it's literally like one or two pennies to process a transaction. Um it doesn't matter, you know, how big the item is that you're buying, how much you're spending, it's literally a few pennies. So um it's such a, a low barrier to entry. You could literally buy one Tezos and probably start collecting. And Hin does a lot of cool um kind of events where a lot of artists will drop things for a special event. The most recent one was object for object where they basically minted a thousand or ten thousand and they were free. So you literally just pay the couple pennies for the transaction and that's it. And it's a way for them to get exposure. Right, and it's a way for people to start collecting on the cheap. So I love, I love Hen. I love, um, well, Hen. needs some work. It's the websites can be clunky, but yeah. And, um, and I love Tizos. It's, n-
0: it's not like I, I think the attraction when you look at somebody who's like, I want to buy something cheap and sell it high. Because literally, let's say, let's be honest here. Probably fifty percent of the of the, probably even more of the excitement around it is is people trying to get in on that in that game. Right, make some money. I feel like. OpenSea, the user interface, to platform, yeah. which, by the way, they just had to, what, fire somebody because they were
1: literally yeah, pushing Nate, people. Yeah, Nate, what are you doing, Nate? You're over there cheating. Uh,
0: but anyway, the point is, is like, I feel like OpenSea is kind of built for you to buy it and then flip it more easily. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I yeah. don't think, I don't think you can really do that with a hen, right? Can you list on yeah hens? you can, it's
1: called, so yeah. on hand It's called swapping. When you swap, you're taking something you own and you're basically putting a price on it and saying, okay, I'll sell this for five Tizos or 10 or whatever that's called swapping. So you can, it's not as clean of a website though, to your point, right? So it's not as obvious. I, The other thing, the the other great thing about blockchain is the blockchain is decentralized. So HEN, OpenSea, Rarible, they don't own Ethereum. They don't, you know, they're just interacting with it. So there are other sites like Object, OBJKT.com. It's a Tezos marketplace. It's more, it it has more of an OpenSea feel. Certainly not as polished, but certainly a a better feel than HEN. It's easier to find stuff. You can do auctions, things like that. So that's the cool thing about this is more sites can pop up. Your collection shows up immediately because it's just interacting with the blockchain in your wallet. Um, so it's you know it's not just like OpenSea owns Ethereum. I actually this is staggering like I came across this stat um yesterday around OpenSea just to kind of put in perspective the growth of Ethereum. So in September 2019 OpenSea did and trade volume did $700,000 US dollars, right? And it 1 year later, September 2020 did 2.7 million. Um this year as of yesterday it has done 1.7 billion in September and we have what almost two weeks left. It's absolutely a 62,000% increase from last year. So if clearly this is growing <laughs> clearly, it also clearly makes me think there's probably a bubble coming because <laughs> this is like crazy money we're talking about here. It's going to hit like $2 billion in a month of this is trade volume. This is people sending and receiving that much money through the platform in one month, um, is absolutely insane. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. I think at some point there'll be a reckoning and a lot of this stuff will fall by the wayside. Um, and the more interesting projects will rise to the top. But so, yeah, again, be safe, but it's, it's fun. It's fun to collect. It's fun to like, if I have your Tezos wallet right now, you got to send me your Tezos wallet. I'll send you a little gift. I can just drop something in your wallet for you.
0: Uh, you know, the interesting thing, and, and we talked about this. Last episode, even though it was a rushed episode on like an overview of all this stuff, what is interesting to me is like uh, when I when I bought my Tezos coin yesterday, uh, whatever I, you know, uh, the, the, the the art was whatever sixty dollars USD. I think I bought hundred and fifty dollars worth of Tezos coin, just you know, mm-hmm. I did not know, like if I was to buy something else or like what the gas fees were and all this stuff. So whatever. Was, again, they, when you do this at your own risk, don't blow money you don't want to blow. <laughs> so I bought one hundred fifty bucks worth of whatever, and I and then I bought his art. Uh, and kind of the cool thing, I guess, is. I still have those coins in Coinbase and they're going up. <laughs> so it's like, I'm earning money, right? I'm like earning on that investment. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, man, there's so much stuff happening in this space. Literally, I think, you know, if you're like me, I like more the, the I, I hate to say like the institutional approach, but I trust Coinbase as much as I, as far as I can throw it. Uh, and if I'm going to put my money in this space, it's like, I started with Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, Litecoin, all this stuff back in the day. And I sort of dumped up a lot of it into Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like this to me is still like investing in the infrastructure of NFTs. So if you're like afraid of going like full face against the wall, you can still kind of invest in Ethereum and you can invest in yeah. buying the Tezos coins and you're still making money there and and the better those projects are doing, these NFTs are doing, people are using the NFT NFT. Uh, people are using Ethereum and Tezos and your investment in those coins are going to go up the more this space rises. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like to take a little bit more cautious approach to it and it's kind of fun to be like, okay, I bought some art in that, residual coin leftover is actually making me money. So, I mean not a lot of money, but it's still Yeah, and you can actually
1: up. certain cryptos like Tezos you can actually stake. So, if you have uh, you know, Tezos right. in your account, you could stake those. Um I'm, I'm not getting into all the details, but essentially you can earn a very small percentage over time of of essentially staking those Tezos like um, through through different apps and even open or I'm sorry, even Coinbase allows you to do that. So, yeah. Um, so as you grow that, yeah. I mean, and then on the flip side, just keep in mind that, you know, it's crypto's volatile. So, yeah, you know, your, your, your piece of art that you bought for one Ethereum, which is 3,500 today, if, if Ethereum takes a dip and is worth 2,500 tomorrow, what does that mean for what you just bought? Like, it, you know, that's, it's just something to take an account of. Don't freak out when that stuff happens because it will, right? It, things are going to go up and down, but long-term what we're seeing with things like Bitcoin and Ethereum they are consistently going up. So that one coin, you know, that one thing you bought for 3,500, essentially long-term should absolutely be worth quite a bit more. So just keep that in mind. That's why people say buy the dip. When Ethereum drops, if it drops under 2,000, I'm going to buy a lot, <laughs> you know, like, right. it's like buy if Tezos goes down, back down to three bucks, load up, you know, cause you know, it's going to go back up. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting space, but yeah, you got to you got to be careful. I think Tezos is a very safe place to start cuz you know, you're an even $150 is a pretty you can, you can go pretty far on <laughs> collecting NFTs uh with that amount, you know, on on hin. So um it's fun, man, like, you know, i bought stuff that I just like that will probably never be worth anything, but I just like it, you know, and i bought stuff that is absolutely going up in value. I bought a Tezzard on hen on about two weeks ago and it's already about eight times what i paid for it so in two weeks mainly because the singer of lincoln park is out there tweeting about it which is pretty cool yeah and kevin rose as well so um it's a cool space and if you're into tech and into kind of web 3 and or just kind of getting into this like you know dip your toe in it's fun but be cautious be safe you know just like anything else
0: all right. That was a long conversation on NFTs. Any, well, let's, wrap, let's wrap it up here. Right? This is The Random Show. We spent a lot of time on it. We hope you enjoy that conversation. If you do, let us know. Send us a message, randomshow.net. Uh, subscribe, tweet at us, give us those questions. Brad, anything else you want to mention? Anything else, uh, outside of the NFT world, anything in the WordPress world, business world, anything that's, that's caught your eye? Apple released the phone, big whoop, kind of the same thing?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I watched a little bit of it, but... Um I don't know, maybe I should upgrade. I'm two years old, so after two years, I'm always like, this thing's garbage, I gotta get the new one, but... Do I really need to? Throw like, it no. into the ocean, buddy. <laughs> Dude, my my son has, like, he's gonna have the massive collection of amazing phones, because they still use my, my Samsung S8 Plus. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much as his phone, so I know as soon as I get a new one, I'm gonna have to really hide it, because I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna give him my 11 Max, <laughs> like, $1,000 <Right>. phone. <laughs> Resale value's pretty good, but, nah, I mean, not much, you know definitely been into the NFT space. Check out Christie's though. Cause right now Christie's auction house has the big, um, the first big NFT um, auction going on. So you might see a lot of suits on for Christie hashtag all, basically the whole NFT space. Everyone's kind of putting suits on their, their PFP a- NFTs like, uh, you know, like the apes and like the savage droids I mentioned, or the G vols, which I collect. So It's kind of cool to see the NFT world kind of really rally around the Board Ape Club and and the Crypto Punks as they're getting auctioned. And, you know, it's just exposing more people and especially in the high society of of our world to to NFTs. So I think that's going to have a pretty major effect across the board, too, with more money coming in. So buckle up.
0: I can't wait for this dystopian future where uh mega corpse uh, run the world and uh, we can't get access to food unless you have an NFT
1: anyway. Well, well hopefully we have electricity at that point or else it's yeah. all worth nothing anyway. So. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not forget about that little fact. Maybe we can riff on that in the next episode. Um, I have been chugging, chugging along with the WP minute uh, project, uh, the news project. I think many of you listening to this, including my executive producer, um, we have been I say weeds just the two of us <laughs> have been really chugging along with uh, you know getting a good process down I opened up a discord server as well and a community you were uh, so buy, trendy buy me a coffee.com slash Matt report uh, and maybe extend it to the Matt report brand later on but if you're looking for a way to support uh, the content that I put out but also join a discord community and get your hand in the news because you know what Brad here's what I hear this is what I hear from other WordPress companies. Uh, nobody talks about nobody talks about my uh, my product or I'm never in the news over here on this website or on that website. If you want to take part in a community that's creating the news in a weekly five-minute dose and you want to get your hand involved with that, I'm not gonna promise you that your product announcement is gonna get listed. But certainly if you have a very interesting angle with your product or service, you want to get it listed in the news, talk about it on our podcast. Buy me a coffeecom Report, you can join that join our discord to share your links we'll write you out as a contributing producer every episode
1: Wait, do I have to buy you a, buy coffee, a coffee to join or do I just get a, a an invite because I'm a I'm a co-host here
0: Uh you'd have to be a contributor. You haven't contributed <laughs> to the WP minute yet. Oh my. Maybe a, maybe you'll get do it. I need so, I need so a so certain NFT a broad, to do, get in here, right? You need a certain you got to send me a board ape <laughs> or at least <laughs> yeah, a board okay. <laughs>
1: giraffe <laughs> if I get a bored ape man I'm, we're get never it. talking again <laughs> we're getting <laughs> I, kid, I kid I kid we need a we need a map report NFT right like you get your NFT that's your you start waving around you coming in where's your where is it let's see it I was thinking right, about joining on in, the, on I, I was
0: thinking about joining Rally we talked about that last time rally.io you can start your creator coin and that that gets you access, but I, I'm listen. telling you,
1: like I think this is interesting. I've even seen a lot of the discords now. If if uh, they have the general areas, right, but then they have the private areas that you can validate whether you own one of their items, and it only lets you in if you own it, right? So it's like the exclusive channel within the within the server. Um, but you have to validate it against your wallet to make sure, hey, I have a Matt report, you know, VIP access to be in here. We should talk. Right. We should get something going.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. It's the random show. We do this randomly. Maybe we'll get a little bit more professional sometime, do a live stream, get everybody involved. I'm nice done. That'd think.
1: be Way fun.
0: Tweet us. One. Matt Madeiras on Twitter.
1: Williams B A. Just All Look right, for everybody. the cheese steak baby Cheese ski tripping mask, on a cherry
0: pink robbing baby. All right. See you the
1: next episode. <laughs>